Okay, well, hello everybody, and uh, welcome again to uh, the teleseminar for today. I'm Mark Howard. I just got the recording going. So uh, I'm really thrilled to be back, actually. Uh, this is the first teleseminar in 2015, as I've been traveling in January and February. Just got back from a successful event in central London with Katie Abbott and then with uh, Rabbi Henry Harris and a group of three principles people um, at the second annual innate health conference in New Jersey. And just great seeing all people that I know from that community. Um, and it was really successful there as well. So welcome to the teleseminar. Uh, here's how it'll work as, as it usually does. I'm going to spend about 25 to 30 minutes just making some points on the topic for today and sharing some understanding with you. Um, and then I'd love to hear from the people who are here on the tele-seminar today, as I really like to keep it interactive and hear from people and really make it a community sharing. Um, so to do that, uh, as everybody will be muted, um, to do that, you would press star 2 on your phone, and I will see your hand go up here on the computer uh, screen I see, and I will then uh, uh, unmute you, and then uh, you can share. So um, uh, that's how it will work. And um, the other piece to this, again, is that uh, this teleseminar is recorded and will be available for download from my website. I'll give all that information at the end today. So, um, I was talking about uh, chasing away all of the what-ifs, you know, uh, chase them out, out of the door of your mind. And um, I got inspired to talk about what-ifs as I listened to... Um, Dr. Bill Pettit speak, uh, he spoke uh, on um, video, you know, through um, uh, through a conference call with us at the second annual um, uh, Innate Health Conference in New Jersey. And he talked about the what-ifs, you know, he mentioned what-ifs, and I thought, you know, that's really a cool thing to talk about in the teleseminar. Um, and the reason I thought it was a cool thing to talk about is because I think in my coaching work and mentorship of Three Principles Practitioners, as well as just my individual life coaching clients, uh, what-ifs are uh, have rented a lot of space in people's minds. And I have seen it kind of uh, obstruct um, the uh, create creative energy that we are all a part of. And, you know, so as people gain some insight into the principles, they kind of dream a bit about their future, you know, either see having a happy relationship or, or creating something for uh, helping humankind in, in their career, in their career path, or taking another step in the future to uh, well-being. And then they get into the what-ifs pretty quickly. You know, they the what-ifs kind of show themselves like, you know, well, um, what if uh, no one really wants to attend my program? Or what if um, 
you know, I reach out for this relationship and the person doesn't care to be with me or, you know, or more simply like uh, yesterday I was kind of kidding with one of my life coaching clients who said, you know, I really want to get in a love relationship, but um, sometimes when I go go out, I kind of get into thinking about, um, well, what if uh, they don't like me because of the way my hair looks or, uh, you know, I'm not really looking that great tonight, things like that. So these what-ifs um, really endure, you know. I think they're part of the consciousness that when we're born and come into the world, we learn to question the future of any thought we have about ourselves in the future, even if it's five minutes from now. And they endure and they become uh, to look like truths. You know, they become, uh, they gain the power of um, going way beyond our recognizing them as just a, a belief or a, a thought somebody shared with us and we picked up in life to an actual truth of things, and they get us scared, you know. They kind of um, have us cringe a bit around our dreams. And so, again, I just wanted to talk about about them in that way because, you know, one of the things I heard in some of Sid Banks' recordings and uh, around the fact that dream, dreaming about your life, dreaming about the potential or possibility of your life is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and it's, again, uh, the fact that you have, um, me included, we touch that feeling of this uh, connection we have to mind, and he was all for dreaming. I don't mean like night dreams, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I meant like dreams about your future where, you know, you have a good feeling about something and seeing something new in your life or going towards something in your life and opening that up and awakening it. And the what-ifs get in there real quickly and uh, make us cringe a bit about those dreams. We uh, we lose a bit of our um, feeling for it, right? The feeling for it. And I think it's common in any time we... Uh, we touch the purity of mind, you know. I mean, by purity of mind, I mean that um, we once again get into that deep feeling of, of uh, being connected to mind. You know, we're always connected to mind, but there are times when our our thinking, our own our own personal thinking quiets down and we get that feeling uh, for it, you know, love and understanding, positivity, generosity. It's this kind of free thinking. Um, and this is another area in which uh, mind manifests with us, and that is with um, that, that it is with us with our dreaming for the future. So here's the point. Here's the point I see about the what-ifs and dreaming for the future um, that I think is valuable for all of us to just reflect on. Um, and that is when you look at all uh, toward a dream you have, where it is that you want to share the principles or 
develop your career in a new way. You know, another coaching client of mine wants to move away from a, a, a corporate business job to music. She loves music and has just been dreamed, had dreams of music, and she's got a whole bunch of what ifs about that. Excuse me. But she's lately, with her coming to more peace of mind, the dream has been surfacing more. But in any case, you know, when you look at that dream, you're really going into the unknown. If you really look at it, you don't know. You just have had a thought, which we're calling a dream, about some time in your future. But it hasn't happened yet. You know, the future hasn't happened. Uh, so I call it the unknown. It's unknown what is there. You don't know. I loved how Bill Pettit said it. You don't know what God is saying to you through your dream. I really think that's the way to look at it. That a dream for you with the feeling of hope, potential, good deep feeling with nothing on it. Um, the mind has, the intelligence has something in mind for you. However, it hasn't formed yet. Um, otherwise, it would be there, right? <laughs> you know, otherwise it wouldn't be a, a dream about the future. It would be here, you know. So you're going into the unknown, all right? That's something you really want to see. Now, our tendency then is to fill that unknown right away with things we already know. Because you don't, looking at it as an unknown, we get a little uh, nervous about it, you know. The what-ifs begin to populate our mind. And then we get carried away at that level of thinking, right, that level of consciousness. And they grab our attention. But really, those what-ifs don't know anything more than anybody else about what your dream can become because it's the unknown. And your what-ifs are filling you with, filling that unknown with thoughts you already know. They're not giving you anything really about, you know, they're not giving you anything truthful because it doesn't exist, see? But it can look very truthful because those what-if thoughts we've had around in our minds forever look like they're truthful. They're giving us some information. But really, they're just ideas from the past. So that's really the point. Uh, that's what I have been reflecting on as I heard something when Bill Pettit spoke on that video in the second annual Monday Health Conference in New Jersey. And he, he also said something, too, you know, um, that I really love, you know, because it's really true. It's like, you know, each one is has subplots of what is. So you get one what if going, and it has its own what ifs attached to it, you know. So, um, so again, this uh, person I was coaching, wanting to find a love relationship. And so she said, well, I sometimes look in the mirror before I go out and I think, oh, my God, 
what's, what's somebody going to think of that hairstyle? And then the subplot is, oh, my God, I don't look like I, I did last week. And, oh, my, I don't know if I'm dressed well enough, as you see. So every what if has its own subplot because, and you go nuts, you know, you go crazy with that. And it immobilizes you from the pipe dream, the dream. So she, in, as she has been uh, realizing more of the principles and her mind has been settling down, she has had this dream of finding someone to share her life with. Well, that's feeling very powerful. I mean, when she sees that without any uh, usual thinking about it, huh? It's very powerful. She feels, um, you know, happy, I guess. She thinks, she sees possibility. I guess that's what I'm looking for. She sees possibility in the dream. And any dream we have is coming from the energy of mind that creative part, uh, again, we could call it creative energy, just to label the energy. You know, mind doesn't have like a label to the energy. Um, and it creates possibility. Well, once she gets into the practical aspects of it, like going out, <laughs> you know, then the what is come in. And I'm not saying anything about it being right or wrong because all of us do it. I do it as well. I get inspired and uh, the what-ifs came in. Like I got inspired. Uh, I, my um, business mentor said, you should do something called teleseminars. Um, and uh, I said, well, what are those, you know, and... She said, well, you can do something weekly or monthly and you could talk to people. And uh, I thought, oh, man, I got inspired. I thought, that's great. But, you know, I had six months of what ifs. What if I um, don't have anything to say? What if I go like six teleseminars and I draw a blank for the next? What if I can't pull it off? Like, what if I don't know the uh, intricacies of the computer program, you know. So it took me six months to to finally do it. And all of those six months were spent with the what-ifs. And really, the only way I can do it was to just stop uh, engaging my what-ifs and do it, you know, take steps to do it. And what a beautiful... Um, uh, experience I've had over the past uh, almost two years now uh, with the teleseminars. So, again, I didn't know. You don't know. And you could see what I was settling for and what a lot of my coaching clients settle for when the what-ifs come in. What the what-ifs come in is they make you settle for less than your dream. Right? Right? So when I was listening to the what-ifs, I was settling for not having a teleseminar, right? Less than my dream or my inspiration or my creativity. And um, you can see how damaging they can be. I don't mean this wrong, okay? I'm just talking to you about their impact on us. And you settle for less than you what you are. What you are is like unimaginable. 
you are so much more than you can think. And the what-ifs keep you less than that, see, less than what you know already. You get it? But you're just, you're, you're God, your mind, you know, whatever you want to call that intelligence beyond the universe. So um, when you look at what-ifs, you know, maybe you can take this from today. Uh, you're settling for less than what you are. And the dream you've got, whether it's an inspiration or a creative thing or a potential or a possibility, um, is that is that speaking to you? Is that mind speaking to you? Is it, what you are, mind, God, what you are speaking to you? And the only thing taking you away from following that is you fill the unknown with something I call the what-ifs, huh? The what-ifs. So it it can happen anywhere. You know, musicians, the same thing with musicians, you know. Um, they, they have this connection to this creative potential and sometimes they could go a year immobilized. There are stories of really wonderful musicians and composers going a year immobilized. What are they immobilized by? The what ifs. The what ifs. You know, they just kind of got into thinking so much about themselves. That's another way to look at it, huh? You start thinking about yourself, it'll kill your um, your living in the dream. You never, ever, ever lose connection to that energy, but the thinking you engage can in, can become an obstacle to you living in that energy. And it's really beautiful too. I, I encourage all of you to go to the to the two innate health conferences that are put on now. The one in Tikkun in London and the one in New York now by Rabbi Harris because, you know, I also heard Dr. Keith Levins uh, and he spoke a lot to this piece, at least for me, that's what I heard, about living in this feeling and um, living in your dreams. I'm coming up with your dreams. He talked about just living in mine, you know, living in that. So... That's the point there. The point there is the dreams are really a message. Now, now, I don't want you to take that seriously. That's just my idea, okay? Don't don't take that like you got to follow a message, but just see that living in the dream is you're living in the guidance and assistance of mind. And uh, you, you know, and when you, again, the dream is showing you something that hasn't formed yet. It's formed in thought in that you're having a dream, but it hasn't formed in your life. So you get the choice of what you want to fill the unknown with. Now, that's a big thing to have some choice in how you fill that up. Until I understood the nature of thought, I automatically, without an idea that I was doing it, filled it with what ifs. 
they looked like truths at the time. They didn't look like what ifs or thoughts. You see? But when you begin to connect with the principles and have an understanding of the principles, you see that that's just learned thinking. And it frees you up then to have a little more choice in the matter of how you want to look at the unknown. And for me, even if you get caught in the what is, if you know the dream is there and that's the feeling to get to, you can look, you can look to that. You can get yourself back to the feeling. That's the beauty of understanding the principles is that you can make a life adjustment. You can say, oh my God, there I go again with the what ifs. Oh yeah, let's go back to the feeling. I don't want this. And start to look back to the dream. Remember, many times the dreams take a while to form. That's something I saw. This is just me again, okay? This is, so the reason I say that is because I'm giving you my idea, not, not the principles, okay? So you'll find your own idea, but this is just my idea. I want to qualify that. But I have seen sometimes that that I'm getting something from the uh, from my uh, from my wisdom from mine from my my intelligence, but I, it hasn't formed yet. It just hasn't formed. It hasn't taken enough taken enough form for me to move in that direction. And uh, and so that's the other piece. It, it may take time for your dream to really become something, right? So you want to be very, very careful how you handle the, the the power you have to create ways to look at that unknown future, <laughs> okay? That's all you got to do is just pay attention to that. Uh, the other beautiful thing about, again, what I'm hearing with Sidney Banks is I've come back to listen to him a lot is the, the same thing with, with, with the dream. The dream is another way in which mind guides us and assists us. And we are always assisted by mind or God because we are part of mind and God. We are assisted to happiness, well-being, contentment. And I think part of that is to create. And, uh, I mean, you're always creating to begin with. That's thought, right? Thought is the creative process, right? It allows mind to manifest and to form. You're always creating, but, uh, again, this is my take on it. The other piece is that the dream is something deeper. It's it's something about your um, the meaning of you being here. It's about what you're... It may be what you're meant to provide, given now your level of understanding. You know, so giving your life prior to your level of understanding the principles, you probably were meant to live in that way, you know, create what you were creating then. Now with your new level of understanding, your call, your dream is bringing you to create in a different way, something maybe more meaningful. For people. Um, so the other beautiful piece that I am continuing to 
get a feeling for as I've listened and read Sydney Banks over the past year is just a deeper, deeper sense that we are assisted. That's another thing about the dream, you see. If you just let that assist you, if you get into that feeling of it, rather than you having to do something, right, you having to get in there and assure yourself or reassure yourself about the future or the unknown, uh, it'll just form. It'll just form. So, giving myself as an example, this is just one example of many, many ways that it's happened for me as I continue to deepen my understanding of the principles. But, again, when my business mentor said, do do something like a teleseminar, I was inspired in that coaching session. In that hour of coaching, I had this pure inspiration. And I was going to, and it, and again, the what ifs came in, so I didn't stay with letting that inspiration assist me. I went to my what ifs and it immobilized me for six months. When I went back to the inspiration, it formed. It was like, gosh, oh my God. I tell people now, do tell us some more because it's such an easy thing to do. And, um, and people love it. And I've just, I'm so blessed that I follow the inspiration because I've met a lot of you over the last couple of years and you've, people I haven't even seen or, or even met. You've just been on the calls and you come up and introduce yourself and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful connection. So you see there's something in this uh, that once we get ourselves out of the way, um, something forms that's that's beautiful and um in anything you dream about wherever it is it goes for you you know some people that are mentoring with me don't want to have a coaching practice or don't want to have a counseling practice so they 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 learn how to understand their principles and share it in their field and it's a beautiful experience so I hope that made sense to you um, about this is my take on um, on um, the what ifs. Uh, but something hit me when um, Bill Pettit mentioned it. And he just mentioned it briefly of part of his talk, but it hit me. And then I thought, oh, I want to find. So I, I want to find a way to share this on my teleseminar. There's something here, you know. So I so this is what. Uh, it came to me, uh, this is what came to me about the what-ifs. Um, and, and, and you can do the same thing, you know, you get an idea that comes to you about your understanding and uh, you reflect on it and, um, and then you'll find a way to share it. It'll, it. It's your thinking. This isn't Bill's meaning of the what-ifs, it's mine. But it it, it has come from my reflecting and, and on uh, the principles and how they relate to um, what ifs and having dreams, you know. That's how it came to me, having dreams about your life. And, you know, basically the what ifs fill in the unknown. And if you can really see, you can have, uh, you can choose what to listen to when you're looking to the unknown I think you will find yourself um, 
less fearful of, of the unknown, less insecure. You know. I talk about that one more thing, and then I'll check in and see if any of you have any comments or thoughts or questions. Um, you know, it dawned on me many years ago when um, uh, a group of us formed the um, we formed a national certification program in the United States, and uh, we were uh, we were mentoring, uh, supervising people who wanted the certification. We don't do that anymore. This was like in the 90s, and I was uh, with a lot of uh, PhD psychologists. And what I realized uh, about uh, their use, their, their, their using the teaching process was that they would listen really well, but they would get to this point, and usually when you're listening uh, uh, in that role, you're, you're listening really deeply and you're inquiring about the humanness of the person, and it gets to a point where you don't know. You, just this space where you don't know yourself as as that as a person. Mark Howard doesn't know where we're going. And um, it's the unknown. It's the same experience of the unknown. It's there's nothing there, nothing. And um and so the uh people that I was mentoring would get a little insecure there. Again, the what ifs. Oh, I don't know where to go. Oh my God, what if and then they would rely on their old techniques. So a lot of my work was to help them get comfortable living in the unknown in the role of um, a mental health professional or a coach, you see. But it's the same unknown. And once they got comfortable just staying there, uh, something formed that really was impactful or uh, relevant that they could share. Anyhow, that's just another example. Um, it just came to mind, so I shared it. I hope, I hope it was helpful to people. Uh, so let me just see if you have any, anybody have any thoughts or comments or questions. If you do, uh, hit star two on your phone, and I will uh, be able to see that you've got a question, and I'll open it up to you. Well, well, tell me, you know, um, you know, one thing you could you could share is, does it make sense to you? Did, did this make sense to you? Oh, I, I see someone here. Okay, here we go with a question. Now, hello. Unfortunately, you you're, you asked the question. You're you're the only one. So, okay, you're anonymous. So I don't know who you are. Okay, but you can talk. Can you go ahead? Hello? Yeah, hi, Mark. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, hi. Sir. This is really great. This is Malcolm Lifton. I don't know if you remember me. We've met a couple of times at the conferences. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, how are you? Good, this, good. This, hi. This is really great. I, I have a question. I don't know if it's so relevant, but I believe it is somewhat. Um, when someone is, how would you bring a person to be comfortable in the unknown when they're they have a lot of fear to, to take that jump to just be and not know what's ahead of them and not have it all planned out and have it in a certain design that they're used to from the past. Uh-huh. Um, like just being in the unknown with, with, with a certain comfort level. Do, do you understand my question? Yes. Well, you know, um, you know, uh, 
the first thing would be, you know, for me, if I was with someone and and uh, being of help, would be to kind of get curious about what might get in the way that the, the person has this fear and also to help them see what they've really got going for them beyond that thinking. But But really, if you look at it, if you really look at it, it is unknown. I mean, you're living in it every day of your life because if we really looked at life, the next moment is unknown. It just looks like um, we can we know what's going to go on, you know. But if you look at the truth of the matter, the energy of you being connected to the principle is keeping you here. And that you have thought, it's keeping you here and alive. But the next moment is really unknown. I mean, that's the thing to see. And I think the other piece that really helps people is to see that, uh, again, you know, that fear about what looks like an unknown is really the what ifs. It's just thoughts you've learned through your life. So I would help people get more of a certainty that that's what the, what what is fear and also help people just kind of uh, feel more about really what they've got going for them much much more than they can imagine themselves so that, that so it's not like um it's not that the objective would be get comfortable with the unknown although I did mention that it's really about a person really getting a sense through an insight or realization that, you know, they're going to be assisted. They're not doing it alone. You're not going alone into that unknown. You're not going into the next moment of life alone, just as Mark Howard. So I don't have to control so much, you see. I don't have to take care of so much. In fact, the more I get in the picture, the more <laughs> I kind of uh, sidetrack it, you know. Really, really. So that's really the key. That's really the key. Mm-hmm. And and so I would talk a lot with people about that piece. And if I'm not talking with you, if you're doing it on your own, then I would go read Sidney Banks and I would read about uh, uh, wisdom in his books of uh, The Missing Link. I would... I would read about that. I would read about, um, uh, he also said the, uh, something about life in there. Well, there's a chapter on that. And I would just read it to stay reflective about catching on to that we are part of um, mind. We are we are part of God and it's assisting us, see. So, so going into the future, you're not going alone. And I tell you, that really helped me the first time I heard that and continues to to help me settle myself down about any insecurity about the future. When I look to insecurity, Mark Howard is manufacturing that. And when I look to the uh, feeling of just letting myself be guided, uh, uh, I'm hearing for much more than Mark Howard, and that's where I want that's where I want to look. That's why I mentioned earlier today uh, to try to adjust back to the the feeling you have of this understanding, um, the feeling of 
love and understanding of generosity, of inspiration, uh, of creativity, you know? Uh, not with a method. You just look inside to, to go back there and take your time, you know? You may not be able to get there right away, but you want to look there because that's the feeling of it. Does that help? Yeah, I think very I think it's extremely inspiring what you said, Mark, now that really living in the unknown is, is moment to moment and it's just that we have certain what ifs and more insecure thinking going on in certain areas so it looks bigger to us there. Yeah. As opposed to our a moment to moment life where we think we know what's gonna happen, like we're gonna get out of school, we're gonna prepare dinner and so yeah. on. Yeah. 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 But really it's the same thing, it's just there's more thinking there and that's why we're feeling this discomfort. That's beautiful what you just said. Yeah, I think. You just saw it. That's just it. It's beautiful. That was wonderful what you shared with us. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And you you just saw something really nice there. Yeah. So 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 um just let it sit with you. Yeah, thank you. Okay? Okay. Well, great talking with you. Good connecting with you again. Yeah, same here. Okay, I'm going to go to my next next person. And um Hi, this, uh, this on the screen it says uh, Elena, is that right? Yes, hi Mark. Oh, hi Elena. Hi, it's Elena Castro. Last time we saw each other in New Jersey at the conference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you uh, digging, are, is the, are the snowfalls e uh, easing up? Oh, <laughs> thank you for asking. It's almost gone, but we do have a podcast oh, good. Friday of more oh, snow. Good. Oh, <laughs> but no. yes, spring is coming kind of slowly, but um, ah, it's coming, of course. <laughs> well, what did you want to share? I um, wanted to say that when I was listening to you talking about uh, how you descri describe dream, uh, our dreams, right, as a way of yeah. mind talking to us. Yeah. I have to say that that was very, um, you know, it kind of like clarified a lot of things for me. Because oh. for the longest time, I was struggling with this idea of, dreams, you know, on one hand, it's such a wonderful thing to have dreams. On another hand, I always kind of like felt that, well, aren't they just our thinking and our wants projected out into the future, and therefore, mm. they bind us into all those pretzels um, <laughs> and, make, and make a lot of our life, you know... Uh, much more complicated that it needs to be when we're just staying in the present. So uh -huh. I always was torn between everybody has dreams, and yet, you know, are they helpful to us? Um, so when I heard you today speaking about dreams the way you did, I have to sit with it, but it was kind of like, you know, a light somewhere in front, you know, like at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Um, and it makes sense. And in that context, you know, um, it perfectly makes sense that if this the unknown speaking to us, then yes, you know, that place of uh, which is 
it's kind of like opening up for us, right? It comes with creativity sort of like built in because that's what mind is, right? Um, And we can completely fill it in with our what-ifs and make it much more complicated Mm -hmm. in that case. So I don't think I have a question, but I did want to share, you know, this new way of looking at the, uh, the whole thing for me. Um, so. Well, thank you so much. I could feel you have you saw something that um, corrected a bit how you were looking at dreams before, and it looks to me that uh, the the sense you're getting hasn't completely shown itself yet. It's, you see that there's some clarity coming. And so I would just sit and let the clarity occur. And I would love for you to to uh, let me know what the clarity is that shows up. And maybe you can do so on the next teleseminar. But I hear you found something. Something's occurring within you, and I just love I can hear it. I can hear that. You know how I can hear it is that you told, you shared with us uh, how you used to think about the dreams, right? But you weren't attached to it. You weren't attached to that explanation. And it looked like that freed up a bit for you to see dreams in a new way. And you said it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, so keep your eye on the light, you know? <laughs> That's Thank you so much for sharing. That's I, I tell you, both of you that have shared, I just have this beautiful feeling inside of me and that's why I, I, I want to hear from people in the teleseminar. So let me say that, you know, let me say that, um, you know, um, you, you know, the feeling, the feeling will tell you that whether the, see, I'm not talking about personal dreams. See, I'm not talking about Mark Howard dreaming a need being fulfilled. I'm talking about impersonal dreams uh, that come through me, through thought, um, as a, a, a manifestation of that deeper, deeper, beautiful feelings that I am. And somehow, I don't know how, form in my thinking uh, in terms of my talents, you see, or in terms of how I formed my way, if that makes sense. You know, my way is to uh, share the principles, to work with people who are suffering in some level and help them. So it's an impersonal energy that comes to me and forms in that way. It forms to help me there, you see. It's not personal that I need... um, to make more money in my business. So I have a dream about doing a teleseminar to make more money. It didn't come that way, you see. That's personal. That's personal. But I'm talking about the impersonal, meaning that it's coming pure from from the, the energy of, of God, of mind. Of, uh, of our connection there. You see, it's impersonal. So, um, 
So it will. That's why it can assist us, and it it's always always going to be a, a a good feeling around it. Mm. See, it's always going to be a good feeling around it. Because it's coming from the deeper, deeper essence of what we are. And that's always, as Sid says, must always be positive. It must always be deep. Um, so that's the distinction. Needs are personal dreams. Personal. Do you yes, see? But I'm, I'm talking about the impersonal. It has no Mark Howard in it. That that is very very um, powerful distinction. Um, Isn't it? I have to say, because, you know, you know. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Because what I hear you're saying is that yeah. when mind is flowing through me, yeah, the form it's taking through me, right, is yeah. um, something which I will be inspired, which is aligned with everything how I. Um, operate right, and it's a yeah. that's inspiring, and and that's something that that movement forward, which yeah. if I don't put much thinking around, um, actually in life feels quite effortless. That movement. That's uh, right. Versus me um, going after, um, you know, like. Like ego-driven um, dreams, right? Well, I want, yeah. um, as you said, you know, like I want to make money, and yeah. therefore I'm going to be yeah. doing teleseminars for yeah. for yeah. my yeah. own person purpose, which feels, you know, kind of like very, you know, maybe adrenaline-driven and as a push. Um, yes, and that's and that's where we also can come up with a lot of you know, uncertainties and doubts about ourselves. But then it's, it's funny because it's like the whole dream is based on something which is made up. Um, and it's very shaky there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a... Uh, you really helped me. I, I didn't think about it at all until we until I heard you and, and it touched me about the impersonal. See, that just came to me. I didn't think about impersonal or personal at all in the what ifs. And I and again I, I'm just telling you this, I'm telling everybody on the call, because that's mind assisting me. I'm listening deeply and and more came to me to help. And I thought, oh my god, that, that makes it even more uh, powerful to see that you know, we're not you and, and you helped with that because it's not our needs that the dream is. And I'm calling it a dream really is is an idea, right? But it's just that energy expressing itself for us to create in the future. So one way to look at it is it's the more it's personal, the less you're away from um, the uh, feeling of this, right? And when it becomes more impersonal, uh, you're in it. Anyhow, I'm going to go on to, my, to another uh, another person here who's got their hand up. And uh, so, thank you so much, Elena. Good. 
uh, good to connect with you again. All right, I'm going to go on now to um, this other person. Is what I see on the screen is Lynn. Is this Lynn? Hello. It's got um, Waco, Texas, uh, as the location of the phone number. Sorry, I had myself on mute. Yes, thank you so much for doing this teleseminar. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I I was curious um, if you might happen to to remember what um, phrase or words Bill used. Do you happen to remember? Uh, I I don't really remember. Uh, is this Lynn that I used to know many years ago? Oh man, you know it, it's it's true. I had uh, a beautiful little practice with the principles um, as a, a um, private practice of nursing in Monterey back in 86 and 87. So, I mean, I, I'm just so, so privileged to um, be a part of this understanding. And what has happened in just the last two weeks is that I was planning to create a, a very relatively, in my eyes, large business um connection with a group of other nurses, about 12 of us, uh, working in alternatives. And all what I realized was that I didn't have a contribution that I was making myself in that business and that I literally had to reflect and and think about what it was that I had to share with um, others. Mm-hmm. And through insight, I suddenly realized that not only can, you know, will I have now the opportunity to share the principles again, but rather that that's all I want to do. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Yes. So all the planning and work of the last two years is, um, you know, I'm getting in touch with the other 12 people to let them know that that's not my direction. If somebody wow. else wants to step up, that'd be great, but I'm not yeah, going yeah. there. That's, that's yeah. not my calling. Yeah, that's powerful. You sound so powerful when you say that. Well, uh, one, as an aside, Lynn, it's so great to connect with you again. Wow. Well, and yeah, it Wow, you know, we go back a in, long ways. Really, but, I got uh, to be in on the conference in, in New York City, the second uh innate health conference. I I was watching, you know, from from the yeah. house in, in Waco and yeah. it's uh, such a beautiful thing because it was Keith that introduced me to Sid in, in eighty one. Yeah. And I, I I you know, I mean it was just impossible to turn away from that truth. So all through the years I've, I've followed it, even though I've had really poor health. And now that my physical health is has been returned to me, I can, um, you know, have a much larger undertaking. Yeah, yeah, great, wonderful. So, so, um, so uh, let's see here. I don't know what the context was in which Bill shared that. 
And I'm hoping that uh, Rabbi Harris, who uh, de- who de- has re- developed the conference, you know, he will will send out some videos, make that more available for people. So I'm hoping that will come up because he just did a great great talk, you know. They they actually uh, are yeah. up. Yeah, they're up. I, oh, I, they're up. I, I oh my god. The other day. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's I, great. I, I so he says it in there somewhere. Maybe uh, I hope he says it in there somewhere. <laughs> now I may have heard something. You know, I may have heard voices. But anyhow, yeah, he says it in there somewhere. Now the other thing, uh, Lynn, it's so powerful what you have shared because you know it resonates um, with me because uh, you know I share this so much that. The minute you really hear the principles, I mean, you really get a deep realization of them. Uh, you, you can't do anything else uh, because you know that this is all people need. And I really heard that powerfully with you. And um, and I would let that insight you got uh, assist you now. Let it stay reflective of it and stay in the feeling of the power of it, how, how powerful you shared it with us here today. And let that show you where to go and how to do things. You know, my, sometimes when you go back to a group and you say, you know, I can't do it that way. I, I really have to do it this way. People get curious and ask you what that is. And they may start to welcome it. Uh, it happened with me as I started to work in my clinic from the principles, you know, I couldn't do anything else. And, um, you know, as I lived in the clinic from the principles and um, so forth, uh, you know, mental health professionals came up to me and wanted to hear about what I was learning. So you never know what happens when you, even if you go back to your group and tell them you can't do that, they might get curious with you, and you never know what will form there. Oh, yeah. But thank that's, you. That's thank, true. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, thank you so much for sharing, and um, just wonderful to connect again with you. Oh, you too, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, who knew that, um, who, who knew these teleseminars would make it old home week? Just as long as it doesn't go all the way back to somebody in my high school, then I'm gonna. Then that would be too many years, too many years gone by. <laughs> you know, I don't want to remember uh, how many years have gone by. But uh, it was, it's been, it was so nice to be with Lynn those couple of years when we were working together in the principles. Well, we're coming to uh, a close for today, and didn't you love to hear from people? It wasn't that touching to hear from people and that's another reason for the for the teleseminars really you know when I when I wanted the teleseminars it was an opportunity not for me to talk although I do um, but it was an opportunity to have a community of people that we would meet together and we would just hear hear from from everybody and hear what they're seeing or what's come to mind for them. So I love it when people participate and share. It's okay if you don't as well. That doesn't, that, it doesn't anything there. But part of the teleseminars was for us to be kind of a, a, like a town hall, you know, a town hall meeting 
They do it a lot in politics. We're doing it in principles. And in the town hall, meaning people share. And I wanted to hear from people. And today, just the three people that shared really touched and touched me, and I bet it touched other people. So, and you don't have to uh, share where it touches people. You can just share. And that, we, you can hear from the other teleseminars that are uh, available for download that people shared at various levels and it, it helped, it helped the teleseminar. Okay, so we're coming to a close. This recording will be up probably next week sometime on my website. And my website is www.3theeprinciplesinstitute.org. If you have any questions, uh, you can email me at dr, Dr. Dr. Mark, M-A-R-K Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D at Comcast.net. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us, for being on the teleseminar today. We're going to have another one next month, so I look forward to having you all with me again next month. Have a good month, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the